What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8-Bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I am your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, one half of the greatest couple on the planet. Always 10 out of 10, my dear friend, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, it's JT Russell. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. How's it going, Jack? Oh, I, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's it's early here in Nashville right now, but um, no, it's it's a pleasure to be on. I, I love you guys over there, you and Jono, and you, know, <laughs> you, you represent Australia in my eyes, so you have a big shoes to fill. Oh, I appreciate that, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for getting up super early um, to, to come on this podcast. I, I do appreciate I always appreciate when my uh, American friends uh, make uh, allowances with their time zones to, to come and podcast with me. It's very much appreciated. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to do this. And, and this is right up my alley. So And, and I really think that you... <laughs> I haven't told you this, but you have a very vibrant voice, and so you doing a news podcast is like perfect because it's conversational. It's it's you know somewhat unbiased. It's more like it's just a conversational news podcast, and we need more of those. So yeah, thanks for, sure. for doing it. <laughs> no, that's all right, man. Thank you for uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for coming on. Um, it's been too long. I miss your voice. I miss your yeah, voice. Yeah, absolutely. How you been? How you been? What's going on? I've been on? good. Well, I moved across the country last year, so it's you been did. a bunch of that, basically. And then, uh, I mean, I'm from Los Angeles, so I'm dealing with seasons for the first time. I don't know. <laughs> if you, do you have those in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Well, I live in um, Melbourne, and in Melbourne, we're famous because we have we get four seasons in a day, literally. Oh. And that, like, today is a perfect example. I woke up this morning, and it was freezing cold. It was like 13 degrees, which is... Um, 13 that's like what 60 70 fahrenheit no no i think it's like 50 okay um, so a little yeah. colder yeah a little colder yeah and then um and then it was like the sun come out it was really nice i'm like oh cool this is cool it's it's fine up a little bit and then it got super windy and then it just started pissing down with rain so uh um, sounds terrible yeah, we, we get it we get it a bit here in melbourne but we're used to it <laughs> we just complain about it all year so that's sort of, yeah that's kind well, of a thing what's funny is i'm from los angeles and we complain about our weather all the time <laughs> we're such babies we have like this sweet spot it's like yeah. if it's if it's below 65 it's too cold and if it's above 85 it's too hot like mm. there we're always complaining about our weather and we have like the most perfect weather in the world so yeah, for sure. now now i'm understanding that a little bit more but no um nashville's great it's like the one of the best cities in America, I think. Um, you know, the culture here is much different. Um, just, I think moving across the country was one of the best things I've ever done because it kind of yeah. got me out of my shell and just just learning about different cultures and just meeting people. And um, yeah, no, I'm really happy and and I'm and I'm spending more time doing things I love, like you know, talking to you guys on podcasts or doing my own ventures and just just you know letting life uh give me all it's worth <laughs> hmm. that that is my f- my favorite thing about you i think i've never told that you is that you're always living your life to the fullest every time i see you on social media or you and your lovely partner tara you guys are just having the best time and we, yeah. it's uh it's it's very cool it's very it's very aspirational i always say it i'm like i mean they always look like they're having so much fun <laughs> good <laughs> it's, well it's, it's we, infectious we try hard to, to do that 
it's a big goal of ours. So I'm, I'm mm. glad it's, it's inspiring and, and that's, you know, that's great for us. And, and yeah. it's, it's a you know major focal point for us. We, we need to um, get out of life what, what we can, you know? Mm. Oh, for sure. For sure. I was showing you off to one of my friends the other day. I was like, this is the guy who's coming on my show this week. He's the, like the best fun ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, speaking of, uh, of, I guess, yourself and your exploits, do you, do you want to tell the people, the listeners, a little bit about yourself? What, what makes you, you? Tell, tell us, give us a little bit about, uh, about JT Russell. Yeah, sure. What, what was the phrase that you use sometimes? What was it? Who, who is your daddy, daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, no, I mean, I'll just... I'll, I'll talk about what I'm doing right now. Um, but, um, you know, I come from, you know, a long line of boring jobs and, and, um, you know, I made a decision to move across the country, as I said before. And so I've, I've been able to have more time to, to do some personal, uh, ventures. And, and so, um, you know, I've been, I've been busy running my own website. Uh, it's like a food and travel website, lordcarnitas.com. Um, so, so it's, that's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, just, just writing a lot more. It's, it's been really, really great for me. And then, um, and then I just got together with a website, handsome phantom. So I've been doing, I'm going to be doing some more video game editorial stuff uh, oh, awesome. again, which I was doing it before with a different website, but, uh, I really, really like that a lot because the video game industry is, is, you know, shares a huge place in my heart and, mm. and, um, and just just being able to to get my thoughts on paper and and uh, share what I follow so closely on the news, um, it's it's a lot of fun. So so yeah, handsomephantom.com. I'll be doing a lot of video game stuff. Um, That's awesome, man. And aside from that, um, you know, I do a bunch of boring writing to make money, so that helps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but staying flexible so I can travel more and and just you know just consistently be inspired is 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 what I've been doing. That's cool, man. That's cool. And you have a very cool story. And um, for the listeners out there who want to know a little bit more about the uh, the intricacies of my boy, JT Russell, you can listen to John O'Peck's episode with JT of Putting In Work, where they um, they, they go through the JT Russell story. It is, uh, I have to say, un- uh, was my favorite episode of the show until the Colin Moriarty episode, which unfortunately has pipped you. But uh, you got you did hold the mantle of my favorite Putting In Work episode for, uh, for quite a while. So... Um, you so, know, great listen. Jono texted me when he got Colin on the show because he knows yeah. he knows Colin's like my favorite guy ever, and mm. and I was just like, oh my gosh, you got Colin, that's amazing. And, and then he's like, you know, now you're on the same podcast as Colin Moriarty. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap, that's incredible. Yeah, so, yeah. Colin, I, I've, I've, the... I've told a few people that they don't know who Colin Moriarty is, but I'm like, he's yeah. really important to me. So you should, yeah, yeah. you should think that's important. <laughs> He he to be he's the inspiration for this show to be honest the way he's sort of he's always been with the way he, that he communicates you know history and politics and information and, and the way that as you would know as being someone who's followed him for so long he, he just he communicated it to his audience in a way that helped like that it's easy to understand and easy, easy to digest and that's kind of the you know has been the um I guess the influence of this show is to have a you know we can have a a good discussion about politics and foreign policy and these kinds of things but on a level that's consumable for everyone and, and you know digestible so um he's been a big influence on me and this show specifically so um you know i can uh, i can definitely sympathize with you <laughs> with your feelings on the great man yeah um, that's- not every he's not everyone's cup of tea but uh you know, no one is are they yeah the usually the great people aren't you know <laughs> no 
That's a good point. That is a very good point. Um, now, JT, it has been a massive week in news. Always is a massive week in news. So, it's time for some rapid-fire news. Rapid-fire. Now, uh, throw some stories at you. Headlines. First story, uh, Volcano. It's erupted on the big island of Hawaii, spewing molten lava and destroying many acres of land and over 30 homes. This is just fucking bizarre, this 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 story. like this. I mean, it's not bizarre. I mean, there's volcanoes all the time erupting around the world, but this is like like Tommy Lee Jones volcano, Dante's Peak sort of fucking yeah. shit. Like, this is, this is like molten lava swallowing cars and, and spewing, <laughs> like, destroying this beautiful island. It's, it's quite sort of scary isn't it oh yeah no this this is uh obviously a tragic story mm. and uh to have it be a volcano seems so foreign to us um but what's what's really weird is is uh so you know obviously i grew up in los angeles so mm. pe- people i talk to who ne- who don't know much about it or who have never been there they're like like you know i, I could never live there because there's so many earthquakes all the time yeah you yeah, know yeah. and and honestly it's like i mean yeah there's earthquakes but i think i've only felt like maybe one or two my whole life. Mm. And and so honestly, they're always like so small, I either sleep through them or don't even feel them. And it's like no yeah. big deal. So I'm, from what I understand, it's the same thing with Hawaii or with that volcano in Hawaii. Um, most, most volcanoes don't even do anything, but I think with this particular one, it's been erupting uh, like slightly over the years. Mm. Right. Yeah. Is that what you saw? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's finally yeah. popped and gone. Yeah, so I I think it was erupting, but just not near home. So now it's kind of affecting homes. But it, um, you know, I'm assuming that the people who live there are are kind of well aware of it. So it's not so much of a shock to them. I mm. think what's most important is what kind of FEMA does in in uh, yeah. relation to that, because um, that's always a crapshoot one way or the other with FEMA. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, I'm going to Hawaii in August, so. Um, Luckily, no plans to visit the Big Island, um, just Maui and, and Waikiki. But my uh, partner's mum and stepdad had, go, had had accommodation and plans to go to the Big Island, so they might be reassessing that. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, thoughts go out to, to all the people affected by this on um, on the Big Island. It's um, the beautiful people in Hawaii. I don't. Know. Have you ever been to Hawaii? Oh yeah, no, I've been uh, Maui, Maui. Mm. I've been a few times, and then. Uh, Kauai is always really, really beautiful. What, yeah. what was the other island you said you were going to? You said Maui and what else? We're going to Maui and Waikiki. Waikiki. So I've never been to Waikiki. Yeah, to Honolulu. But, yeah. but uh, from what I understand, I mean, I've always avoided the big island just because mm. it's more... It's like residential and stuff. Yeah. Right? It's just like more built up. Um, so that's not really what you go to Hawaii for. So yeah. I, I think you'll have a lot of fun in Maui. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Hawaii is beautiful. It's my, th- it's my third trip. I've been there twice. I love it. Favorite oh yeah, so you already planet. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite place on the planet. Um, next story: Trump announces decision to withdraw from Iran nuclear deal. Now, this is a um, this is a story that uh, that sort of broke over the last few days. We are, I should make note, we are recording this on uh, Thursday, the tenth of May, twenty eighteen. So um, this story has just broken over the last twenty four hours for us. Um, will have been a few days old by the time this episode posts. But for those of you who don't know, this is kind of a story that snuck up on people, I think. And it sort of, it was announced and um, not especially, I think here in Australia, especially no one really, 
uh, were aware of it. Like, it's not really something that, you know, most people I've spoken to, at least in the last day or so, are sort of across. Like, what is this Iranian deal? What does it even mean? But it's quite a significant sort of thing that's happened. So, to give a bit of a, um, I guess, just a quick update for, the, for our listeners on the deal. Basically, in 2015, the Obama administration signed a, um, a deal between um, Iran uh, the UK, France, and Germany, I believe, um, with you know, Iran basically to halt their nuclear program. Um, and what they did was they removed a whole lot of economic sanctions and released, um, you know, uh, equity and not equity, sorry, like um, uh, like f- funds that had been frozen and um, and these kinds of things, and and re- removed a whole lot of sanctions on Iran um, for for them to halt their nuclear program, which. For all accounts, uh, they did. You know, there's no real evidence that says um, otherwise. And but one of Trump's big campaign promises was that he was going to pull out of this deal because he said it was a bad deal for America and this, that, and the other. Um, and you know, say what you will about him, but it's another election promise that he's followed through on. But yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think it's a good move, really. There's yeah, a lot, of, I, a lot I, of things that go into it. I was the same way as you. I had to read up on what the Iranian deal even was. I was like, mm. what is this What is this nuclear deal that was in place? And it seemed very strange to me because what, it seems like the deal was is that like, oh, so they're allowed to do research and make these weapons, but only in a specific facility? Is, is that what it was? Yeah, so they had, so they're basically, they're only allowed to, um, so they were still allowed to have a nuclear program, but it was very much scaled way back to the point where you wouldn't be able to produce weapons. So okay. it was they could they could enrich uranium up to three percent, um, but weaponized uranium is around ninety percent enriched. Okay. So whatever they're doing with yeah and there's a few other there's another few technical sort of things that go way over my head as far as facilities and things that they're equipment that they're allowed to use in that but yeah so basi- um, I mean so basically it seems like, like and then and then obviously they're like okay well you do that and then the the compromise we'll give you is we'll just make it easier for you to buy stuff that relates to that yeah. right yeah and so yeah. it's to help their economy and things yeah it sounds like what it is it's like you're a parent and you know your child wants to go out and party all the time and so you're like you know what like you can just party at my house so that <laughs> I can like monitor you <laughs> I can watch you yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so I mean it it it's that's kind of the way I see it. Um, but I think the fact of the matter is, I mean, I do agree somewhat with Trump, unfortunately, where it's like, you know, it, it seems like a bad deal to me because, I mean, mm. it's like, I don't think, like, they shouldn't be able to have a nuclear program, you know, mm. like, or it just... At all, yeah. Like, like, it just seems weird to make a deal. It's like that they still have a nuclear program, you know, because yeah. because everyone knows, like, if, if you let the kid party your house, like it's not going to stop them partying at other places. Like, I don't think that's really true, mm. but, but I also don't think that a right move is to just get rid of it all together. Like have yeah. some, have something in place before yeah, you do that or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we read about it and we're like, we're like, well, there's no deal in place, you know, no. What are you going to do now? This is is very much multifaceted and it creates a lot of issues. And I guess the first issue is that there's no real... So the reason Trump has... Well, I guess sort of one of the the reason that Trump's given to that he's pulled the pro, the um the deal is that he says that he has definitive proof provided by Israel that Iran has um basically uh, 
gone against the 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 deal they've broken the 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 agreement and they they have creating um or trying to create nuclear weapons Uh, there's no actual evidence that suggests that this is actually true he um benjamin netanyahu who's the president of israel came out with last week with some with a document which basically it was basically just political grandstanding he just sort of went over the fact that oh this is what iran has done in the past with their nuclear program and and they're you know they're in breach of this of the deal and this that and the other but there's no actual hard evidence even like military advisors have been saying to congress and the un over the last few months that there's no evidence that iran have gone against the deal or in breach of it or anything like that so the it, it to me it just seems like it's just trump flexing trump muscle and and yeah. you know just keeping true to his election promise to pull out of the deal it was a badly put together deal to be fair like this is not this was not a good deal for you know i mean it stopped their their ability i guess it's, it holds their ability to produce like while they still have a nuclear program they're not able to weaponize their nuclear um you know from the nuclear program but there was no sanctions around like their ballistic missiles program or anything like that so the, the, which you know obama didn't really involve um congress or anything when he did this deal he just sort of went and did it um so it was definitely a bad deal but i think that the, the fact that trump's just pulled it out without like you said without having a plan in place he's just completely ripped it out you know it creates there's a couple of issues it creates is that one um israel have had the benefit of the last two years or three years of no economic sanctions. Yeah. So they've been able to amass this, you know, now this war chest of funds and and yeah. re- rejuvenize their economy. And now there's no set, there's no nothing holding them to any kind of nuclear agreement. So they can now invest all of that into and the Israeli. That's what I was president, thinking. The, yeah. The, the Iranian president has already come out and said, "Well, do you know what? We're going to enrich our uranium to to more than we did before." So you exactly. fucked that up. Um, that that, and that it, seems uh, crazy. Like it's a bad. He's like it's a bad deal. So now I'm going to let them do whatever they want. It just seems. Yeah. It doesn't the those don't match up to me. Yeah, and and it also sends a, a bad message to North Korea as well. That we're about to. He's about to go in and make a deal with North Korea about their nuclear program. But it also shows that well now North Korea go well. How can we trust you? Well, you've just pulled out of this deal. How can we trust you? And now it pisses off all all America's allies as well because they're going to go well. Why would we now like of all the like the Paris um, Climate Act that the Mer- that he put, the Trump pulled out of, and now this, and it just shows that that I mean, I mean, it makes America untrustworthy. Yeah. Like, why would anyone enter into any deals with America when you're just going to pull them out like two years later when you feel like it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a bad it's a bad one. I, I'm also, really worried about this one. And also, when you when you do something for one person, right, and then you go to someone else and trying to make a deal. It's like hmm. in any business, it's like, well, they're going to like, well, I want what that guy has. Yeah. You know, oh, Iranian can do that. Well, they have a bad history of, of doing X, Y, and Z. So why yeah. can't I have what that person has? Why am I going to yeah. agree to you with, with a, sh- a shittier deal? Can I cuss? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> fuck yeah. But yeah, why why am I going to agree to a shittier deal with you when my neighbor mm. has has this, this? Yeah. you know, what what yeah. are you going to do? Like, yeah. it's it's insane. Yeah. It's um yeah this is a this is a this will be a developing story um uh, this worries me this one worries me so yeah. Iran are if if not more um unpredictable than North Korea even so yeah. um this is a this is a country that you know shouts death to America and things in their you know in their propaganda yeah. news so it's yeah it's a worry it's a worry uh next 
story. In other Trump news, uh, Michael Avenetti, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, claims that the president's lawyer, Michael Cohen, received payments from many companies, one controlled by a Russian oligarch. Now, JT, I believe you've done some research on this story. Yeah, well, I mean, I love a good conspiracy. Like, I I watched mm. way too many conspiracy theories. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I started looking at the story and, and um, you know, like, uh, started looking into the uh, the research that uh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer went into, it started, like, tickling my brain. And so I just, like, got in this rabbit hole. But, no, I was having some fun with it. Um, so, what, the, there was that, what was the company's name? Um uh, essential something around. yeah essentials essentials consultants so That's it's it. like you know uh, more more than the actual story i i really despise like uh corporate greed that's like a big thing that that drives me and and it's it's just like mm. it's terrible that the influence that corporations have here in america or worldwide mm. and 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 you know there's movies about a, a post-apocalyptic movies about it all the time where it's like these people just have too much power but anyways like there's this company essential consultants which is you know clearly a shell company and Mm. and then you know it's it's uh you know donald trump's uh, lawyer's company you know donald Mm. trump has has literally admitted that this is his lawyer you know many times Mm. and uh you know, this company has received money from not, I mean, not just Russia. That's what the story is about. But mm. what, what interested me is like, like with, with, with AT&T, right? Yeah. AT, AT&T literally uh, gave a statement saying what we, we gave this company money to, what was it? To investigate the new changes to the political system. Right. Is yeah, that what very strange? Is it? I mean, that's very, very strange. And, and that's like, and and statements like that from a, from a massive corporation like it's a blatant lie. It's just like a yeah. in, it's a literal blatant lie. So so um, you know I went on the internet. I I checked on the website for this essentials essentials consultants with a terrible name. Uh, yes, terrible, yeah, isn't it? This this website it it looks like complete shit. It's uh, you know you go to like their services or something. and It's like this this terrible print screen of there's it's so bad you should look at it yourself but um i was like on their website i was like you know what i'm just gonna give them a call and i'm gonna, I'm gonna see what because i wanted to see what their phone system sounded like or yeah, or yeah. if i could even talk to anybody um yeah. and then so you know there's a listed president it's fabiola martin dr fabiola martin and and I don't know if you're familiar with shell companies, but typically it's like the person will set up the shell company, and mm. then they'll appoint a person that will be the you know acting president just as a name yeah. only, right? They don't do anything. Yeah, and, and they're and, sort of liable for any kind of. They're basically a fall guy. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you, you can also see it was registered in Delaware, which if you don't know, Delaware is like one of the easiest places to set up an LLC um, with, right. yeah, you only need like 300 bucks and you don't need any ID. You don't even need a driver's <laughs> license. Like literally you don't, it's so bad. So that's God what, bless Delaware. <laughs> yeah. That's what a lot of companies do. They'll, they'll go to these States that is really easy. But anyways, I, I called in and uh, what I hear is uh, someone answers and they go, yeah, that's all they say. They go, they go yeah. And I'm like, hello. And then, and then she hangs up on me. Right, yeah, and no I'm way. like, that was weird. And then so I call back again, and she said the same thing. She goes, "Yeah," 
and then and then I'm like, hey, like, uh, did I call the right place? I'm looking for essentials consultants. She goes, what? Who is this? I was like, I'm sorry. Who is this? She goes, <laughs> she, and she goes, this is Fabiola. You know what can no I help you with? Why. I'm like. I'm like, hey, Fabiola, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm just a customer and I'm, and I'm, you know, trying to call in and, and see what's going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is very strange that, you know, I'm calling a place of business and, you know, you're kind of being abrasive to me. I just kind of like, mm. it was so, it was such a weird phone call. And she goes, that's awesome. And she goes, Essentials Consultants is out of business. I'm like, out yeah, of business. Of course they are. Like, I was like, what <laughs> happened? Like, I was like, I'm a customer. Like, I didn't get a notification of this. I didn't get an email. I didn't get anything. And she's like, she's like, oh yeah, we're out of business. We're out of business. And I was like, oh well, I'm so sorry. And then I tried trying to ask her questions, but she ended up just hanging up on me. But um, oh, yeah. yeah, that was That's... that that was your acting president, Fabiola Martin, of a legit company, Essentials Consultants. That no, so the thing is so that ATT paid what? Two hundred thousand or one hundred twenty-five thousand for these yeah, the, twenty thousand, I think. These services that mm. so, like, I mean, I'm, I'm getting on a soapbox here, but it's like, would if if you were to pay the probably the most prestigious political consultant in the world, uh, it would probably be like I would assume maybe, you know, I can't be more than like fifty thousand dollars. I mean, because like an actual business mm. that does this regularly. They need yeah. clients, right? And yeah, yeah, and yeah. and a normal client for just this information or consulting, you know, they don't pay that kind of money. No, no way. No, it's not profitable. The, it's not profitable at all. Yeah, it doesn't no. make any sense. And so, so the fact that AT and T pays this exorbitant amount of money to Over this company grand it was to, to this company with a shit website and hmm. a person that answers the phone like a f- lunatic, to say the least. <laughs> Um, that's just, I mean, it's a blatant lie to America and, and mm. that's, that's the bigger issue to me is just these corporations just run rampant because, yeah. you know, that's not the only people, but there's the no fact checks that, and balances and they can just sort of do what they want. Yeah. The fact that they can just lie to your face and, 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 and everyone's focused on the other issue of the, you know, the Russian Trump, but it's like corporations are just lying to your face and, mm. you know, they can't do anything about it. It's ridiculous. No, exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bizarre story that like. Hopefully more will be revealed in the coming days of what these payments were for, um, what you know there's gone into them. Like the, the the Russian oligarch one, I feel like that's just a little bit of a red herring. I I, I don't I, like the company. Like there's a guy who's sort of attached to like Putin and that who's affiliated with this company. It's just it's like a red twine sort of uh, connection with it, um, yeah. and he's denied any sort of. Um, any connection as well. He's like, I've, this is nothing to do with me. Like, just, I don't know why even it's asking about it. So, um, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of that. I think, I think that was just like a thing that pricked up people's ears. And he's like, oh, there's a Russian guy involved. And yeah. It's like, oh fuck, Russia, Trump. There must be something there. But, uh, it, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. Um, obviously, Cohen is denying and um, playing the, you know, playing the fool with this. But it'll be very interesting to see the developments of this. But also, uh, it, it's weird that like, why is Stormy Daniels the one that's bringing all this up? Like why? Mm. Why is it's just like what's her motive? I mean, it sounds like she's just like a ex girlfriend that's man. looking to yeah. get one back at you. You know? Yeah, yeah. She's and, trying to get paid. <laughs> yeah, well, she's trying to get paid. She already got paid, didn't she? Yeah, she's trying to get paid again. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to get paid again. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, um, I just. It's so weird because what isn't she just suing to reverse the NDA that she signed? Isn't that? Yeah, the, yeah. Plus now she's know? suing for um, defamation and these types of things as well. Oh, so, so she's uh, getting more money. Okay, got yeah. You. We we spoke about Stormy a couple of weeks ago on this show, and and my sort of opinion is that, um, you know. While I believe like her story and that it is obvious, it is very sort of opportunistic the fact that she's sort of doing all this now. But sure. I mean, but her but her lawyer's her, doing God's work right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's something good. Not often you of say it. that, is it, about a lawyer, especially someone like this guy? Right. No, yeah. I I read his. Um, he did a really cool write up. The lawyer, like the the thing that the article is referencing, is like his actual write up on where all the money is mm. going and stuff, and. And it, it's good work. I mean, I, I can't really deny that. And so it was yeah. fun going down that rabbit hole. I actually looked yeah. into that shell company from Russia's side, the one that's headed yeah. by in, in Trader. Is that what it, the last name is? Anyways, the, the website says like, you know, this is uh, this is an American <laughs> company run by an American. <laughs> like, it's it's so blatant. It's so bad. And then, and then you call in and there's no way to like, speak with someone uh, and then it's like oh well press two to go to the business directory and normally mm. you go to business directory and it has like the it'll tell it'll go through the names of the people and then you click on the one mm. that you want but this is like oh type in the name that you want to speak with it's like mm. oh and then i, I, I typed <laughs> in i typed in in trader and then and then it actually connected me to his phone but um it was like to voicemail but it's just uh. it's it's such a a joke of a company or it's a clear <laughs> shell company and and the fact that these are blatant forms of money laundering, like these are literally mm. money laundering, and yeah. and that's just illegal, a hundred percent illegal. And there's this gray area with the law in America that these companies just get away with, or even personal people, and, and it affects yeah. our tax money, you know. And then we're yeah, always crying, up. then we're always crying for money, and then here I am paying taxes like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucked up. I appreciate the investigative journalism, though. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. It was uh, fun. Ne- next story. Uh, New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman resigns from his position after four women have come forward with allegations of physical abuse. This is a really fucked up story. Um, this is a guy, especially considering, I guess, the guy itself who's, who's the center of this, Eric Schneiderman, um, if, if all allegations are true. But um, this is a man who's been very vocal about his support for the Me Too movement, about women's rights and, and all these kinds of things. Um, and the the heinous sort of allegations that have been made against him are fairly sort of bad, like physical violence, um, you know, mental and verbal abuse, um, choking, slapping, you know, threatening, terrible stuff with to former partners. Um, horrible, horrible story, if, if all allegations are true. And I guess just the hypocrisy of it is the, probably the thing that seems to be pissing off a lot of people. Yeah. Is the, what, what this guy kind of stood for, yeah. um, you know, as, a, as the attorney general and um, and the fact that this has all come out, um, yeah, not good. Yeah, no, 100%. And yeah, because like the New Yorker, you know, that's where the article came from. And, mm. um, you know, they talk about how he was, he was, persec- he was prosecuting Harvey Weinstein, you know, and then... Yeah. And then uh, it was, it, there was some jab that he made about that when he was prosecuting him, but but yeah, and then and then it totally comes out that you know he allegedly was doing all this other stuff that's probably worse than what maybe yeah. Harvey Weinstein was doing. One of the other things that's come out 
which is even sort of more bizarre about this whole thing is he signed a bill that made um, like the, the I guess the action of choking someone like a, a more serious crime. So the penalty around oh. um, choking someone, he, he wrote he made he wrote a law. Pass, had a law passed that um, basically intensified the punishments, I guess, of and made the, the seriousness of the crime of choking. So if you choke, attempt to choke someone or you do choke someone in, in an act of physical violence, like the penalty for that crime is a lot harsher now because of a law that he had passed. And and this is that was one of the things that he's been accused of yeah. by by the, by the women that have come out against him. So it's just <sighs> sort of like wow, yeah, <laughs> this is fucked up. Um- what but I do I do have uh, a lot of sympathy though for people that are being accused like like I mean I I hundred percent see both sides like like if you're being abused mm. it's extremely traumatic and you don't know yep. how to deal with it and I get that part but I also think there needs to be like some kind of protection for like innocent until proven guilty yeah I mean I know that's yep. the that's the way it should work but like it it really like especially if you have like a corporate job or just any media facing mm-hmm. job or anything it's like mm-hmm. the minute someone says anything it's like you're done like i yeah. mean i mean there's nothing you can do about it whether it's true or not and and i just feel really bad like what just what brings to mind is um you know vincent Janito from ign you know i'm i'm not you know i'm sure he did what they said he did and and i'm sure it it you know hurt the people that were involved but but man that that guy i i can see from reading what said what what happened, like I can mm-hmm. see how that that he, it it could be possibly uh, unintentional to to have that that yeah. you know direction towards this woman, yeah. and yeah. and it just I mean it just devastated him and he's hmm. you know he 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 had to leave he was fired and um, you know you don't really see him on t- social media anymore and the things he has mm-hmm. written is is. Is, is a little worrisome, you know, mm. very, very depressive. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I, I just feel for anybody. And like with, with, with Kevin Spacey, right? Kevin Spacey, these, these girls, you know, were whistleblowing, uh, like 20 years later, you know, and this is from mm. the, this is from the 80s where, you know, and, and he's a movie star. So, I mean, they're probably doing all kinds of cocaine and partying and, and, you know, I don't know if you know, but when you're doing a lot of cocaine, you know, you're getting kind of weird. Things, things yeah. get pretty weird pretty fast, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and who's to say it wasn't consensual at the time. And, and, you know, mm. like, like you don't know, but the fact of the matter is, is what these women said, I mean, he got off like what he was like, he got a show canceled house of cards, which was a huge show. He was mm. like, uh, got his name taken off one of the other projects he was working on. So like, like he's kind of shunned for a while from Hollywood. He hasn't done yeah. anything since. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of huge. And that's a huge yeah. blowback, um, whether or not he did it. Um, so, so I just, I really feel for that side of it. Um, because it's so easy just to open your mouth, um, hmm. and just ruin someone's life. Right. Yeah. With, without any trial or anything like that, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the person did it, like, I understand how traumatic it is and, and it's probably difficult to say at the time, you hmm. know, I, hmm. I get all of that. So, Anyways, I just wanted to vocalize that part of it because it's it's a it's a tough thing. It's it, it's a tough ball game, you know. Yeah, no, I can I can understand where you're coming from. I guess it's it's hard in a if you're in a position, especially a very public facing position like, um, you know, like Kevin Spacey, like um, you know, Schneiderman, like you know, Weinstein, like these guys that you can't almost like it's almost untenable if even if it's it if it you know, like let due process you know 
take its take its course and you know let the let the investigations sort of run their course and that but you almost can't especially in a position for this guy like Schneiderman like um you can't continue in a role that he's in I don't think with something like that hanging over your head where you were like the attorney general of New York like, yeah. that's a big position to be in like you, you preside over like the, the legal system of that you know of that's of this state um so I, I can sort of for something like that I think you know if it turns out to be true, then he needs to obviously face the punishment for that. But yeah. for something for someone in his position, I, I don't feel like he can, especially with like something like that hanging over your head, true or not, he needs to step away and then let due process take his course. If he's found not guilty, then okay, cool. He can go back to, to living his life. But I, I can sort of see like the, I guess the irreparable damage that's done to someone if, if they're not found, if they're found not like to be not guilty of a, um, of a crime. I, I can't think of a, this is the other thing. It's like I can't think of a, a situation when you know any of these guys have been called out um, for sexual harassment or assault or any of these things that has then turned out that it was untrue. Like it's there hasn't been a case that I can think of at least where um, that you know accusations have come out and that it was turned out to be false. Well, that's um, that's true. I can't think of it either. But my my conjecture, my my thoughts mm-hmm. on it is I I feel like a lot of it is brought up. And then, mm-hmm. and then a lot of it is uh, you don't really hear about it afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, what happened with Kevin Spacey? Did, uh, do you know? I, I didn't no, look that's, into it. It's, but but that's I, it. has that been tried? Def- has that been proven? No, I wouldn't have thought so. Well, there's no. I mean, as far as that, there's no criminal sort of. You know, his his was just more like a moral kind of thing that's sort of come up. Um, and there's been no trial. There's been no, I guess, hard and fast accusations other than I believe like the first one where the, the young guy come out and said, oh, you know, he tried to hit on me when I was 16 year old boy or whatever it was. Um, and then it was, you know, the the uh, the commentary around that was, oh, it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood, rah, rah, rah. And then everything yeah. and then everything else blew up and all the other sort of. You know, everyone forgot about Kevin Spacey because every other man and his dog was starting to get called out. And yeah. I do, I do believe I can sort of understand where you're coming from because I do believe there is an aspect of opportunism in some of these, um, some of these things. But at, at the same, like for instance, the Stormy Daniels thing that that to me is like that is 100 percent opportunism. That is yeah. her trying to you know get paid, like we said. Yeah. Um, you know, well, you know, she's she's within her rights to do that. Um, but I think bringing to light these these negative, um, you know, these, these, you know, abhorrent acts that have been sort of carried out by a lot of these people and men in power specifically, um, you know, while it's a very negative thing, I, I do think it's necessary. And hopefully we can get to a point where it doesn't need to happen anymore. Yeah, um, but, but I think, I think it's good that people are feeling, you know, safe, I guess in a, in a place where they can come out and speak up against it. Like we had our, in Melbourne, we had our Lord mayor, um, you know, accused of, of this kind of stuff of sexual harassment. And the girl who came out, you know, her life's been ruined by this stuff. Like she, she says, she's like, I've got nothing to gain. I, do, I gain nothing for this. Yeah. I, I get, you know, my name dragged through the media. I get, you know, I'll never get another job in politics. Um, you know, this, that, and the other, um, you know, the, the obviously emotional trauma of having to speak about, you know, the sexual harassment and that kind of stuff in public. So from that point of view, you know, I think it's, I think it's in a, I think we're in a good spot as a society that people like that can be called out for their bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, um, it's a, it's an interesting subject and I, and I, and I value, um, like I've always said on this show, differing opinions on that. So it's nice to get a, a bit of the, uh, bit of another sort of take on it. Yeah. I, um, it's funny. Like I, I'm very, diplomatic in nature so i always mm. tend to see both sides of, of most 
uh, things. Hmm. So, so you know, I always like to, to offer up like a you know, devil's advocate position or, yeah. or just a counterpoint yeah. because it's, no, I appreciate that. it's it's good to think about, you know, whether or not like one side's better than the other. Um, mm. I think it's good to think about, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I, there is one case that sort of does come to mind, which is the, um, the I guess, the Max Landis Situation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And one, one, you know, a guy who you know might not be well known to the majority of the general public, but obviously to us because of the community we sort of interact in. Max Landis is a uh, film writer and producer, director, um, son of John Landis, who's a you know famous, obviously um, Hollywood director. You know, yeah. Animal House, Blues Brothers, that type of thing. Um, Max Landis is his son, and it was ac- not even a really accused. It was it was one of those sort of. Um, I think everyone was just saying how much of an asshole he was to all these yeah. women. <laughs> there know? was there was there was some comment. So so it came out at the end of this year, end of 2017, when he, his movie that he wrote called Bright came out on Netflix, and um, one one girl tweeted out something really um, like ambiguous. That, and this was the other thing, right? The Max Landis situation. It was all ambiguous tweets. It was all as tweets. It was all oh my friend's friend. Oh, oh yeah, my but my friend said this, but my friend yeah. said that. Oh, yeah. my friend told me he does this, that he abuses women, he does this. Yeah. You know, my and but there was never like a hard and fast accusation of yes, Max yeah. Landis did this to me. And it still hurt his career. And, it still hurt. Yeah, his it career. absolutely did. Like it's the absolutely Netflix did. took him off some stuff, and you know, I, I I don't know exactly what the specifics, but yeah, I mean, just that, just that little bit. I mean, it mm. it, it kills someone's career for at least a yeah. period of time. You know. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, so he's obviously suffered from that, um, whether or not, and you, this is the other thing, right? And I guess it, there, for, there has to be an aspect of innocent till proven guilty. In his situation, there's all that is is conjecture and he yeah. said, she said. Yeah. And, you know, there's no one that's come out and said, yes, Max Landis did this to me. Yeah. So he's a guy whose career has been affected quite negatively because of, you know, a few people. And ambiguously tweeting out that he may or may not have done something and being very vague about what that something was. Yeah. Um, so I find, th- I find that, yeah, to, to, I guess that's, a, you know, to your point, that that's quite damaging for a guy who we don't know if he's done anything wrong because no one's actually accused him of everything, yet he's lost a lot yeah. for, this, for the sake of this. Um, if he's guilty, great. Let's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He, you know, he needs to pay for what he's done. But... No one's actually accused him of anything, but yeah. he's copped a lot for the sake of that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and, it is an interesting discussion to have. And for sure. just one last thing is like I just know that like in the Hollywood Hills, like shit gets weird over there, man. I oh, mean, yeah. the Hollywood <laughs> Hills is is a weird place, man. There's a lot of people no, with yeah. way too much money doing way too many crazy things, and mm-hmm. and the and the people who who aren't famous or whatever who are who are you know enjoying everything that's going on in there, um, you know, a lot of it is it's like. Uh, a lot of them are like like struggling actresses, right? And yeah, so yeah. so they want nothing more than just like to be there and like they'll do all the drugs and 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 so the it's so weird. The famous people <laughs> are doing massive amounts of drugs all the time, so they're they can handle a little bit more. But then there's mm. these these struggling you know actresses or people who want to be in there. They're not used to that amounts of drugs, so then they'll go in there and they'll do all these 
you know, crazy amounts of drugs, like ungodly <laughs> amounts, and then they'll just get, go out of their mind for that period of time. Yeah, um, yeah. No whether I don't know whose whose fault that is. Um, I don't know because obviously they're going to be um, inebriated enough where they can probably be mm. easily convinced to do things, but mm, um, mm, mm. they also really wanted to be there to help their career. So there's this like weird. The Hollywood Hills is just a weird place altogether. Yeah, it sounds like a weird. Like try, if, if you ever go to LA, try driving through the Hollywood Hills. Like you can feel this. Like I don't know, you just feel it. There's just weird yeah. things that go on in that area. So I'll Anyways. have to do that. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Um. And last, last rapid fire news story. A uh, bit, a bit of levity to end on. Uh, an interview from 2015 with DJ Khaled has Love resurfaced it. where he claims he doesn't perform oral sex on his wife, but expects it in return because quote there are different rules for men. Men are kings. Uh, this is fucked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love I love all the, the famous people that spoke out against it, though. That's yeah, great. Yeah. I the love Rock it. came out and he's like, oh, uh, yeah. I like to perform any way that I can, like, or something like that. He's great. God bless yeah. The Rock. Um, this is just a stupid... A re- I mean, this is something that DJ Khaled said three years ago, so it's interesting that it's come out now, but at the same time... Um, it's a very stupid thing to say. If you listen to the whole, it's very cringeworthy. Like if you listen to the whole like interview, the whole extract where he's talking about like, he says things like, um, like the double standards in it are just ridiculous. He's like, well, you know, um, you know, she needs to please me because like, I'm like, well, the way I praise her, she needs to praise me because I'm the king and she's my queen. But the way I praise her is, oh, you like the roof. Like you like all the money that I give you. You like the roof over your head. You know, I'm support like, because he, he provides for her that he's, you know, entitled to, you know, oral sex, but he's, but he won't give it in return because he, it's just, it was just a, it's just a weird fucking stupid thing to say. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, um, I started watching the Sopranos for the first time. Yep. Have yeah, ever, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever watched that show? I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm on like the second season now, but mm. yeah, in the first season somewhere, the, the mob boss, uh, junior, Tony, Tony yeah, junior, Tony Soprano's uncle. He's mm. he's like uh, you know having relations with this blonde chick and he's out at a hotel and then he's like he's like don't tell anyone that I did this to you yeah he's yeah. like she's like oh my god you get the best head ever just you're so yeah. amazing and he's like you can't <laughs> tell anyone this like they will yeah. kill me <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. and and um, uh, that that could be true in their world for a certain extent but mm. but uh, for for someone like DJ Khaled or for for any guy uh, who's in power to be to have such low self esteem to, to to not do that. I mean, that's that's an esteem issue, you know. Like mm. like you need to lower yourself. Like like if you have a wife or you have a partner, it's like it's like you are their equal, you know. Like yeah. you you guys are sharing your yeah. life together. Like she is gi- she is giving up her life to uh, share with you, and mm. and and you know you you should respect it the same. It's not her just being dragged around your life you know yeah i mean that's that's a bigger issue but but yeah if she's gonna give head you you, you should give head too and gladly you know yeah and and it's why wouldn't a, you want to give me head's it's a great thing yeah i don't see any problem with it um it's a it's yeah. a very very it's a very um it feels very old school like it feels like a 1930s thing to say no i don't give the women need to give me head ha 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 like it's very bizarre i mean very, i can i can bizarre write down a list of things that that uh could be uh socially ambiguous that (laughs) 
that I've that I've enjoyed over the years, you know, and, yeah. and that's kind of part of being married and 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 having someone you love, you know, for a long time. Absolutely, man. You know, absolutely. Oh dear. All right, JT. Let's uh, let's kick into our main topics. The world's most talented man, Donald Glover, also known as his rap alter ego, Childish Gambino, released a new single over the past weekend, accompanied by a music video oozing with social commentary. The confronting clip is a clear discussion piece on American gun culture, race and violence. The video has spoken to a great deal of people. As a white Australian, it moved me, and it seems to have spoken to many others, especially Americans. So, JT, the video, how did it make you feel? Were you moved at all by it? And what message did you take away from it as an American per- uh, person, I guess, but yeah. an American man? Um, American person, yes. An American person. As an American, this this was clearly a... Um, uh, I mean, this is a... This is a a, a music video that took the you know the internet by storm when it when it dropped went viral um clearly a a very strong message in that around um gun violence and black america and race and these types of things um and very like it is very confronting the 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 um the the clip so you know i just want to get your thoughts straight off the bat what did what did you take away from it yeah that's good um so I consider myself like a pretty good judge of art. Like, like mm-hmm. I, 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 I kind of pride myself on it. I do a lot of writing mm-hmm. about, ju- I, I do a lot of local restaurant reviews. I, so mm-hmm. I learned how to like find out why this is good or why this is bad in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the first thing that blew my mind is I've heard about Childish Gambino over the years and I yeah. had no idea that was Donald Glover. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, cause I never really paid attention to, like, looking mm. at him. Like, I just always, mm. like, heard about him, never really cared about the music that much. Um, mm. So, it's, I I didn't even, like, when I saw the video come up in my feed, like, days ago, like, I totally just skipped it. Like, I didn't even pay any attention. Because it, it reminded me of, like, the Shia LaBeouf time when he was in a music video. And I was like, oh, so, because I saw Donald Glover's face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's just a movie star in a video. Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't even yeah. pay any attention to it. Uh, yeah. but, but anyway, it's funny, I want, it's funny yeah. how many people. Just as a side note, it's funny how many people have had that. Like I knew Donald Glover was Childish Gambino because there's a the song I really like of his Redbone, which is another one he did a, a while back, yeah. uh, which I, re- I really enjoyed. But um, so I, I'd sort of I'd known that he was Childish Gambino. I find I actually find it like it's actually cool. I'm like oh, that's a really cool. Like he's got this completely different alter ego, and people the fact that this last week people have been having that same reaction is like holy fuck is. Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, like how talented is this man? Um, it's really cool. But sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah, so <laughs> that's good. Yeah, exactly. And so I watched the video and I was, um, so my first instinct was like, this is a, um, what was, what's the word? Like this is a unauthentic commentary. Like that, that was my initial judgment, right? Okay. Because, because when I was watching the video, I thought it was a rapper that was rapping this song or that made this mm. song and then Donald Glover was acting it in the video, yeah. right? Okay, so yeah. so I was like, oh, that's, I mean, and then first thing off is like, this, this is great choreography. Like, I was like, this is a really mm. cool dance. Like, I'm not really affected by shock value things. I, I can kind of not get shocked by it. And so I was watching the video. I was like, oh, it's a cool song. And, and, and oh, this is a really cool dance. Like, and then I was like, oh, mm. Do- Donald Glover's acting is incredible. Like, like he's mm. like doing a really cool job making this look interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But then I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, well, this is like a hood rat rapper that's now 
trying to make a social commentary on things he probably and, and I was and I was assuming before I looked into it I was like he's making mm-hmm. a commentary on things that he's probably rapped about glorifying in the past like I was just mm-hmm. that was my immediate judgment yeah. and then usually I'll make yeah. that judgment and then I'll look into it and see if I'm correct right so yeah. so then I try That's to what- yeah, sorry. What was your react? What was your reaction then when you worked out that it was actually Donald Glover? <laughs> yeah. So I I googled the uh, the Wikipedia and I'm like Donald Glover kept popping up. I'm like, no, I don't want Donald Glover. I want Charles Gambino <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> so anyways, um, so what I found out was Donald Glover, uh, Donald Glover. Um, yeah. it, was, it it seemed more authentic to me, right? So so mm-hmm. it seemed more like 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 oh this this is a commentary because his previous songs um he t- he actually does a lot of commentary in a lot of his songs he mm. does like drug yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr- drug abuse commentary and and all kinds of different things and so so that 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 shows you like the artist perspective or or their their mm. goal right it's not just some yeah. guy who was like um you know glorifying it one day and then and then he makes a song you know making a commentary the next day to try to you know make make he- headlines but mm-hmm. um so so after all that then i really i it, it, it kind of sat with me and a lot of the things that the video talked about i've always always over the years like written off like it's just the way it is it's just like this is how it's always mm. been like 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 there's always been violence there's always been guns there's always been this there's always been that i feel like yeah i feel like that's the whole point of the video is like that is that mindset is that oh fuck it's just it's it's just normal yeah but, um sorry it, to cut like to cut in but he's like he's the whole thing is like something that i took away from it and i've watched it a few times just to sort of get a little bit i've gotten a little bit more out of it every time i watched it is that there's chaos and destruction going on all around behind him through the video but you're sort of just focused on him dance because he's such a funky dancer and he's like dancing he's dancing with like kids and stuff and and there's but there's this there's mayhem and bedlam there's riots happening behind him there's a guy who kills himself in the video there's there's the, you know obviously he shoots a guy he shoots the the, the people but he just keeps dancing and it's kind of like that it's funny like you had that you have that mindset of just like well that's just the way it is it's it's very i felt like it was very much a commentary on that is that like america's desensitized to this this culture of oh well fuck that's just the way it is man we just kill each other yeah i mean honestly the 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 epiphany that i had is it was it's so surreal because it really Mm. i mean art doesn't really hit me that much uh like it did but but um so yeah because i was telling myself like that's just the way it is that's just the way it is and then you also tell yourself like, oh, that's how it is everywhere in the world, right? Like the, there's violence everywhere and there's mayhem everywhere. And like, that's just mm-hmm. the way the world is. But then it dawned on me. I was like, but this is the, this is the um, personification of America. This is the way mm-hmm. America is perceived across the world. And then I'm like, that sucks. That's not okay. Like this is what no. people across the world see America as. I know nothing about America, <laughs> so whether or not that's that's the norm across the world, or whether or not like that is the way it is, or maybe it's maybe it's a exaggeration. No matter what, like that's that's what we're perceived as, mm. and and I'm and I know as a person, if I was perceived that way, like that would be shitty, and and I would want to change that. You know, for sure. so, so kind of it, 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 it kind of pushes me more for like some some social change um, mm-hmm. than than I ever really had before because I'm 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 very diplomatic. I'm more in the middle, you know, and mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. actually makes me feel like you know what the perception of America is not okay and and something yeah. sh- should be changed. And so I I think it's a very powerful piece of art, like like more so than than most pieces of art. I would yeah. say, yeah. I I uh, I 100% agree with your sentiment, and and that you know as a as like a 
I guess you know a white Australian male watching that like the, from the from the first like and I'm the same like shock value stuff I'm just normally it's sort of um uh like I'm like yeah it's just sort of but the the I guess the it's very it's a very visceral clip the way that especially in that opening moment where he sort of dances in and then and just the foreboding nature of this guy with the guitar and then all of a sudden the guy's got the bag on his head and he fucking shoots him and then just keeps on dancing he's just like bang shoots him and then keeps on dancing and then moves to the next clip and opens the door and there's like the the um, the, the church uh, singers um and then you know he's like dancing up and smiling and he gets the AK and like turns around and shoots it. and it's just um off it yeah i found it really powerful and and mm-hmm. just it, like every time i watched it it, I, it made me appreciate it even more um so i did i fa- i found it just yeah I, I i really appreciate that kind of thing and and i feel yeah. like we're in a really good like i feel like the world's in a really bad place overall but i feel like we're in a good place in ways that there's a lot of especially like you know we spoke before about the me too movement um and this is in the kind of vein and like you know what people are like fuck it i'm not i'm just gonna fucking sit and let this shit happen anymore like you've got these kids um who are you know the never again movement who are fighting for gun reform like 15 16 17 year old kids who are fucking going up against you know the big wigs in washington to fight for gun reform and they're standing for something you know you've got the me too movement you've got a guy like donald glover who's got a voice um who will use that voice to um you know to be like hey this is uh, he, he was like, so he debuted the song on saturday night live and he said um what he's like he's like oh he's like i'm a triple threat or something like that and some, someone made the sort of the comment he's like well maybe he's a quadruple threat because he's like oh, i can sing i can act and i can dance or something like that yeah. um but he's like there he's, he's a quadruple threat because he he's willing to sort of speak to these issues and and put them in your face and 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 it's in yeah. you this video clip is in your face um and then on the other, on the flip side, you've got someone like Kanye West, oh, okay. who, who has you know, a, a louder, more influential voice than a lot of people in the world, unfortunately. And he uses his to spout ignorance and stupidity and says things that are just so damaging to that sort of culture. Um, and it's amazing that you've got someone like Donald Glover, and I really appreciate stuff like that, like that. Who is just like you know what, fuck it this is something that people need to see. And if it makes you uncomfortable, good, because it's meant to. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that so dancing is so it. good. Oh, fuck yeah. Even, yeah, just, the, <laughs> just as a point, yeah, he's just got some fucking moves. Oh, uh, gosh. He's got good. some moves. He's got some moves. I mean, I could go on but, and uh, on about, like, just my experiences. Like, I mean, I've lived in Compton. I've lived in Beverly Hills. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've lived in all different ranges of places. I mean, I, there's a lot of experience that I've seen and had. And, and I, you know... I've gone back and forth on certain issues and I, and I asked people about their issues. Like even yesterday, I was just asking people about gun control and I spoke with a Marine or yeah, I spoke with the guy in the from, from the army that's been deployed three times. And, and he's, he's, um, you know, he has a gun at home, but it's locked away. Like, mm. like he doesn't carry a gun when we're in a state mm, where mm. you can, you, you can legally carry guns. People carry guns all, yeah. all the time here in Tennessee. But, but he's someone that's, that's been through a lot of, uh, uh, killing and stuff. And, and, and he would not, uh, he, he has no interest in using a gun. He doesn't, he, he would, he would pistol whip someone before he would use it, you know? Yeah. And, and he's trained professional in that. Um, so I've, you know, I like to just inquire about people, but, um, it's, you know, these, these, these issues are, are at the forefront of media and, and, you know, something should, when it's very organic, the way these, these things come up in me, media, you know, and then, you know, uh, people kind of jump on bandwagons and they'll, mm. you know, 
uh, commit these crimes because it's kind of trendy and and mm-hmm. uh, that that really sucks when crimes are trendy but uh, it it helps the consensus kind of be more aware I think awareness is is really important you know, just, just on any issue in general and so, 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 so something can be done about it either way you know absolutely man absolutely um i would absolutely recommend everyone go and watch this clip the song's pretty catchy too it's called this is america i think i've I've neglected to say that in the intro but the song is called this is america you can watch it on youtube um childish gambino search donald glover it's his his youtube um, channel um it's a great clip it's a great um song um i recommend everyone have a look at it and let us know your thoughts you can email us oh that's right we have a new email you can email us at it is what it is at 8bit.net with your thoughts on uh, this is America. Did it touch you? Did it move you? Did you think it was just good dancing? Did you think it was a bad song? Did you like the song? Um, we're very interested in your thoughts on that. Now let's, uh, let's move on to our next topic, JT. Sure. And our next topic comes as a listener question. Uh, the lovely Heather Clark from New South Wales, Australia wrote in and she says, hi Jack. Just wanted to start off by saying how much I enjoy listening to your show. Bite-sized news without losing the bite. Smiley face. Looking forward to listening to many more episodes. I do have a question I'd like to present to you, and hopefully something you can discuss in one of your upcoming shows. would be great to hear your thoughts and opinions on the matter. And the question is, the news regarding David Goodall, the Australian scientist who at the age of 104 years old travelled to Switzerland for assisted suicide, pulls at my heartstrings. I personally don't understand why any man or woman can be denied the right to end their life if they so choose. I know great inroads have been made, particularly in the state of Victoria, but it still seems like we aren't doing enough. At the moment, for example, the bill won't be passed until 2019 and will only be available to terminally ill Victorian adults who have less than six months to live. What are your thoughts on this? Should we be bringing this to the forefront of the government's discussions? Is what they are proposing enough? Thanks again for breathing some new life into news. More often than not, the news is fairly depressing stuff, so your your upbeat nature is very much appreciated. Kind regards, and an avid listener of It Is What It Is, Heather Clark. Thank you so much, Heather, for your kind words and your um, question. And it is a a very interesting question. Um, I guess euthanasia as a whole is a a very interesting topic. Um, You know, I could go on and on and on and on but about euthanasia but um i do want to just touch on it It, it's it's this story basically is it's sort of a really sad one this this scientist is 104 years old he's completely sound of mind he's not terminally ill or anything but he's basically just tired of living he can't move around he's not as he can't be as active he can't even get on public transport he can't go to work um he's basically you know resigned to being in a wheelchair and not being able to enjoy his life and so he's just like well I've had enough. I'm, I'm kind of over it. I kind of just want to go now. And he's not allowed to in Australia. Um, so he's had to go to Switzerland to end his life. Um, you know, so uh, it's a very interesting issue. And I'm I'm, I'm sort of, oh, it's a, it is a very touchy one. Like, where, do, where do you fall on euthanasia? As a, I guess it's just as a, as a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very like socially liberal. So it's like, I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm all into people having choices. It's, it's, you know, it's your reality. It's your life. You know, you you know whatever you feel is right uh, for yourself. And you know, if you're 104, I'm sure you've thought about it a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sure you've had more than enough time to to consider if if you lived enough life and you're happy with your life. You know, and and, and you're happy with what you've done. 
Um, I but but uh, I also don't I don't think it's a you know huge urgent issue. You know, mm-hmm. I I think you know it's I, and as we said before, like awareness awareness is key. So a story like this to bring awareness is really important, so that a government mm-hmm. like Victoria or like any other government in the world can can kind of have talks about it and do something about it. Yeah. And the fact that Victoria put in some. I think they put in like a plan for the next six months or something like that. And that's great. Um, Yeah. I I, I mean, I don't know the urgency of it, uh, but but obviously everyone has their own reality. So for some people it Mm. is more urgent and I get that. Um, I think Oregon in the U S allows it. And I was talking talking to my wife about it and she actually she's like, Oh yeah, I have family that, that has gone up there to, to go do that. And, and so she was well aware of it. Whereas I wasn't as aware so um, I think the fact that there are places where they can go, um, I don't see a huge issue with him having to go to Switzerland to get that done. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's inconvenient. It's unfortunate. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was nice that he got to go to Switzerland and maybe, you know, see something before he passed. Go out on his go yeah. out on his terms and as well. And, um yeah, I find it a very interesting topic as a whole. Like, and I, it's one I sort of waver on quite a lot. Euthanasia, um, you know, I think I think you've almost it's one of those things where you've almost you, there can't be any sort of like hard and fast rule. Yeah. You've almost got to take it on like a case by case basis. Yeah. So like if you know because obviously mental health is is always a big issue in you know everywhere in the world. And so if there's people who are trying to use these, um, you know, an assisted suicide service as a way to you know deal with mental health or depression or something like that well i i i think that that that's not a i think that that couldn't that that shouldn't be allowed like i i I, i'm not i'm not i'm just not big on that like i just don't think that i think that's a bridge too far for me if someone's you know dying of you know a terminal illness and they are in like agonizing pain on a day-to-day basis it's almost inhumane for them to have to be kept alive like you know in those circumstances it's like yeah just you know I can sort of feel like, okay, yeah, like no, no one should have to live in that kind of pain. If you want to go so you're at peace, then, yeah, you know, fuck yeah, you, know, do, you do you. But um, I think, yeah, I think it's just a tough one. It has to be on a case-by-case basis because I think there'll be people who will make those decisions and they're not probably quite aware of like the actual consequences of it. Or they're obviously aware of the consequences, but they might not fully realize the, the gravity of it, yeah. you know, and, and the impact on the people around them. So if it becomes something as simple as, oh, you can just go and book an appointment to the, you know, to the euthanasia clinic. Well, that I think it's something that has to be strictly regulated yeah. and, and you have to, you know, pass a, you know, show us why you, you deserve to be, well, not deserve to be, but why you, you know, you, you, Choose. You can use this, yeah. yeah while you're choosing this, yeah, you can't just be. I've had enough. I'm gonna go and end it. And you walk in and you pay twenty bucks, and that's it. Yeah. Like there has to be checks and balances in place for something like this, because people will make the wrong decision when they're if they're in the wrong mindset. Um, that's something that's I uh, I spoke to a, a suicide survivor once, um, who who goes around and sort of speaks at seminars and stuff about this kind of thing and and you know, suicide prevention and these types of things. And he said he he, he jumped off a bridge and survived. But he said that um, before he jumped, he remember he, as soon as he jumped, the 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 first thing that popped into his head was, "Fuck it, this isn't that bad. I can probably fix this." Was the first thing that wow. jumped into his head. But by then, it was too late. Wow. Um, 
so luckily, obviously, you know, fortunate enough for him, he was, he was able to survive and, um, you know, get his life on track and, and do something positive with it. But that's the thing that, that's always popped into my head when, when, when people talk about suicide and these things is that you, you jump, you make that jump and then you, you, you know, what pops into your head is that, fuck, it's not actually that bad. I can probably fix this. And by, but for, for so many people, it's too late by the time you've done that. So that's I devastating. Just, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, in this guy's case, um, you know, this, this scientist is, he's, he's clearly sound of mind. Um, you know, his quality of life is not where he wants it to be. And, and he's 104 years old. Like, it's not like he's 40, 50 or anything like that. So I can sort of be like, yeah, dude, I mean, if you, if you were like, this is a decision you're making because, you know, your quality of life isn't there, then yeah, I mean, I can sympathize with that. And, but I do, I do think it's a, it's an interesting subject and does have to be taken on a case by case basis. Yeah, uh, I just, yeah, and then, but the urgency wise, um, I think, mm-hmm. I think you can go organically, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, maybe in some people's life, it's more, it's more of an urgent problem than others. But if it's that urgent of a problem for you, um, you know, having honestly, maybe having to fly to Switzerland or somewhere else might give you the time that you need to kind of reflect or, or, you know, think about your situation. And then, you know, uh, maybe on the, on the flight to Switzerland, you can maybe decide otherwise and just have a nice time in Switzerland uh, (laughs) and then come back, you know? So, so, (laughs) um, but, but, uh, no, it's, it's a, it's, it's an issue. It's a social issue, you know? Mm. Um, and, and I appreciate someone writing in to, to, I I appreciate someone writing in to bring that up because it's something that is never on my mind. So that's like awareness, like awareness. That's what, that's what someone like you is here for a a conversational news program, not, not Fox news or, or some other news Mm. outlet that has a distinct opinion. And then, you know, what, when they do bring on guests, it's literally like a debate, you know, Mm. against an issue. And I think uh, just, you know, having conversations just like as Colin kind of evangelizes or, or that you're doing, um, yeah. I think it's so important because it's just for your listeners, uh, euthanasia probably wasn't on their mind. And now they can kind of sit and think, oh, well, what do I think about euthanasia? And then yeah. maybe they'll get involved in some local government that's already talking about it. And, you know, there's all kinds of good that can happen just from conversations. Absolutely. Um, so her writing is great. 100%. Yeah. And thank you so much, Heather, for, for writing in. It's very much appreciated. If you've got a subject you'd like us to discuss or a question for the show, you can write in to it is what it is at 8bit.net. That email address again. It is what it is at 8bit.net. Uh, so send in your questions, topics, discussion pieces, and we will cover those on the show. And speaking of which, it is time for some listener mail. Uh, first, listener question comes from TJ McKenzie in Victoria. And uh, TJ says, Dear Jack, on last week's show, you and your guest Brendan spoke about your love of wings. What is your favorite wing flavor? Q, Q Craig David's hideous What's Your Flavor song. <laughs> um, TJ, uh, TJ, JT, that's, that's quite, it's uh, quite, um, uh, 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 what do you call those things? A coincidence. Coincidental worked as a happy accident. JT, TJ wrote in. To oh, yeah, 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 yeah. JT. Um, <laughs> JT, what's your favorite wing? What's your favorite wing sauce? What's your favorite wing marinade? Well, as a food, you are a food, you're a connoisseur. Yeah. The fine, the fine arts. I mean, what is your, what is your wing of choice? <laughs> I, I do pride myself on, on knowing about food to, a, to an intimate mm. level. Um, mm. <laughs> but uh, 
uh, I'm so excited to do listener mail. This is like the coolest thing ever, actually, because I can <laughs> just answer people's questions. But anyway, wings. Um, I'm I'm mostly a traditionalist. Um, I'll do you know the, the buffalo style, uh, mm-hmm. in in different degrees of hotness. Um, mm-hmm. I there are certain places that that I like better than others around that are locally. But there's also the thing between like fried wings and broiled mm, or baked. baked baked wings, right? Mm, um, mm, mm, mm. I I think I'm a fried. I think I like it fried better. Yep. Um, they're yep. more the more tender being baked, but then when they're fried, they they get that crispiness that the sauce kind of gets into a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, t- traditional buffalo, I think, is the most authentic, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because you got to have buffalo wings with ranch. I think that's yeah. I, I, th- I well, think that's you- important. Do you know what you should do? And this is I don't know. I, I've only seen this in a few places. Um, but uh, I definitely recommend it. Blue cheese sauce. Oh yeah, yeah. Blue make cheese, good, blue cheese or ranch. A, I'll, I'll go back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. No, I wasn't sure whether blue cheese sauce was a thing, but yeah. my brother-in-law's um, uh, restaurant he does mad buffalo wings with um, with blue cheese sauce. But um, it's awesome. Uh, my 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 wing of choice. I, I'm I, I'm the same. I, I'm quite like the. I've, I've become accustomed to the the baked um like crumbed wings the greg miller recipe yeah, yeah. um if you haven't checked that out go to uh, youtube cooking with greggy his buffalo wings recipe unreal um baked crumbed wings um and i do like buffalo sauce but i've become quite impartial to uh sweet baby ray's smoky barbecue really good sweet baby ray's really barbecue good. is the premier barbecue uh oh, yeah. lord carnitas approved 100 percent <laughs> like when I go to the store and get barbecue sauce, it's definitely a sweet baby raised. So you yeah, got a yeah. couple notches in my book for even saying that. Oh, excellent. Um, I also found this awesome sauce at, it's like a sweet, spicy soy sauce at, um, it's called Yoshida's, believe it or not. Um, from, um, I got it at Costco. It's actually really good. So I'm, I'm quite impartial to that as well. But um, yeah, but my, my go-to would have to be the, um, the Smoky Buffalo. Thank you, J- uh, TJ. Thank you, TJ. It's very confusing yeah. having a JT and a TJ in the same show. Thank you, TJ, for your question. Um, the next question comes from Indy Thompson, also from Victoria. And, uh, and this is a bit more of a long one. And uh, Indy says, Dear Jack, a couple of episodes ago, you spoke about rumors of a remake of Indiana Jones to Indiana Jones. Now, I'm all about female-empowered roles and films, but in all honesty, I think this is taking things a little far. Are you getting as tired as I am of all the movie remakes, reboots, requels? I think they think she was meant to say he or she was meant to say prequels. Uh, the film industry is pumping out. Is Hollywood out of ideas, or are they just meeting the demand for consumer nostalgia on old classics? To name a few that were flops, in my humble opinion: Ghostbusters, Point Break, Total Recall, and Planet of the Apes. JT, where do you come down on remakes and reboots and this the like? Sure, I think art. If it's good, it's good. It just, mm. I mean, remake it if you want. If you want to make a safe uh, investment decision you know, as, as a mm. as a publisher or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's good, then it's good. That's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with remakes and with regurgitated ideas, a lot of yeah. it's bad. That's what you're gonna get. Yeah. But then yeah. you get, yeah. you know, like I mean, not a movie, but games like God of War. You know, this is something that's mm. created with love, and it's a reboot, yeah. but it's just it's just good. Like yep. Who, yep. who who cares if it's a franchise that's been around for ten years? Uh, yep. It's just good. Uh, so you know, make a remake if you want. But if it's not good, then you have like 
don't make it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make good art. I think is the yeah. message that you're uh, you're trying to. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not a fan because not and it's, I'm not one of those people that gets upset and is like, oh, you ruined my childhood when they remake things that people absolutely love. But I'm more just like, like I would rather fresh ideas. I'd rather I'd rather these these you know. And and I'm trying to think of a reboot. Or that, that came out movie-wise that I actually really liked and thought was really good. Um, and I can't, off the top of my head, think of one that I was like, you know what, that was actually fucking good. Or movie that reboot? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, and I was going to say Blade, Blade Runner was actually a sequel. Blade Runner 2049, which came out last year, was fucking amazing. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm going to soon do a little Google for a second. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, You're sending me to Google? Say, move- Hey, hey! You're sending me to Google. What are you doing? No, no, no! I'm I'm googling now. I'm oh, googling. so I'm gonna say re- movie reboots that were actually good. That were good. <laughs> I love you Google. Know, you already, type someone's in... already searched. Google, Google Google is a great algorithm. I've been really impressed. Hmm, it's really it's good. It's a it's a it's a it's a handy tool. Yeah. Um. No, they do. Uh, they, they, they do a good job with like giving you the information that you ask for without having to send you to a website. Like if I type in Preds game. Right, it'll literally just put mm-hmm. the score of the Predators game uh, without mm-hmm. even me going to a website. It just, yeah. it just oh, it knows what you're talking about. This is what you wanted yeah. to see. So I, I appreciate Google yeah. for a lot of things. Um, oh, the new Star Trek movie was actually good. The one with Christopher Pine. Oh yeah, um, it's good. That, was it Christopher? No, not Christopher. Christopher Pine? Uh, I don't even know What's, who Christopher Pine. Yeah, is. it is Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we have a we have a um we have a politician here called Christopher Pine. He's is that Superman? The Seth Box character? Who's Christopher Pine? Uh, Christopher Pine is is um uh, uh what's his name the James ca- T Kirk oh Kirk James okay Kirk, got Kirk. it yeah. yeah 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 and Zachary Quinto is um is Spock Zachary um, yeah yeah so that one that, that's one that, that was good um yeah. RoboCop that was one that came out that was no good Planet of the Apes um, was amazing yeah well I think the new ones the the like the Rise of the Planet of the Apes people really liked um I think maybe Indy was referring to the Mark Wahlberg one from. <laughs> From the early two thousands. Oh yeah, terrible. but but I mean, um, but then there was a, another reboot, and that whole trilogy was is incredible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that I mean, is, I don't know if you can, that's a pure reboot. Mm, mm, mm. Yes I don't or know no? If you can count like um, like the Spider Man, like the Spider Man. I mean, could you count like Spider Man, like the Bat, like Batman's being rebooted that many times? I don't think you can really count it as, and even like James Bond movies, like it's almost like a they're like a series. Like you can't really yeah. count them as reboots. I don't think because yeah. it's just. Like it's I don't know I, I don't class I don't class that but yeah. as a, I guess as a whole I do agree with you Indy um, I'm not a big fan of them and like I said a few weeks ago um, if anyone if Steven Spielberg thinks about trying to remake Back to the Future I'll kick his ass oh <laughs> I, that was you that said that I remember hearing yeah, that yeah. I forget that was you that's awesome uh, yeah yeah I just just don't touch it just do whatever you want you know what fucking remake everything remake Caddyshack for all I care I don't give a fuck don't touch Back to the Future. I swear to God, you're gonna hate me. Uh, my wife showed me Back to the Future for the first time like <gasps> last year. Oh, really? Yep, that's all right. There's never, there's never too, there's never too late to get into Back to the Future. Does she love it? No, she, she loves, loves it. it. No, no, she showed me it for the first time. Oh, she showed you Back to the Future. Yes. And did you love it? It's great. No, oh, you hesitated. I'm, I'm really hard on '80s movies, but for mending this for podcast. '80s movies, <laughs> it's it's top top tier '80s movies. Mm-hmm. there you go it is, it is like my um it's like my second back to future one and two are like number two and three favorite movies of all time yeah i just so, don't have an affinity i don't I don't have an affinity for 80s culture that much fair enough 
So. I mean, I watch those. It's hard to go back to those. I think if you've never watched them before, like I've tried to go back and watch some movies and they don't quite hold up. But um, I think that Back to the Future is just, it's just timeless. I just love that movie. Yeah, no, I, I, could think go I could do a whole podcast on Back to the Future. That movie and E.T. are my two favorite like 80s movies for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. E.T. is cool. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. Um, now, JT, it's time for our iTunes review of the week. Cool. And this week's review comes from Ringo underscore stars. And he drops a very much appreciated five stars, funnily enough. And uh, the title of his review is Interesting Discovery. And it reads, uh, Can't wait to see where the show goes. Jack has a bright future with this podcast and will truly grow in the role of host. Plat, plat. Thank you very much for your kind words, Ringo underscore stars. Um, I do believe that is uh, Ringo stars Kieran Marchant from the Explosion Network. So thank you for your kind words, Kieran. Very much appreciated. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net, and you can follow us on Twitter. JT is at Lord underscore Carnitas. That is L-O-R-D underscore Carnitas, C-A-R-N-I-T-A-S. And I am at Cruzy underscore mate, and 8-Bit is at where 8-Bit on all the socials. JT, I literally could have sat, could sit here and talk to you for the next dozen hours um but i don't think that would that the, the yeah. i don't think people i don't for one i don't know if itunes would let me upload something that that long <laughs> yeah me <laughs> um, too did 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 we already run too long no not at all oh, not at all good? not at all okay there's no there's no but time yeah, I, oh, man, I guess 12 hours is the time cap <laughs> um i appreciate you coming on i appreciate you getting up early to be on the um to be on the show is very much appreciated. I've had an absolute blast talking to you. Is there anything that you want to pimp at the moment? You want to tell the kids about uh, Lord Carnitas and uh, and your new writing venture? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the newest one. There's gonna be a lot of good uh, handsome phantom uh, stuff coming handsome. from me soon. But uh, handsome phantom is great, so you can go there, you know, on your own, check it out. They do a lot of really good indie reviews, indie game mm-hmm. reviews. Um, they're fantastic and. Um, you know, I'll be doing a lot of the editorial stuff. So, uh, you know, if if you like me or or think I have thoughtful opinions, go check it out. Uh, but yeah, that and then lorecarnegas.com. Um, you know, if you ever come to Nashville, if you ever come to Nashville, first thing is is you just find me and message me directly because I'll, I'll yeah, fuck yeah, I will. I'll, you, <laughs> you can sleep on my couch, come into my house. That's just how I roll, like a hundred percent. So just come find me in Nashville. But but also there's a bunch of local food reviews from there, and then and then you know there's certain places I've traveled to that I, that I talk about as well. So uh, yeah, just check me out whenever. Contact me on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, you know, ask ask Cruzy where I am. You know, do whatever you want, but but uh, I'm I'm happy to you know speak with y'all and and just have some fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Go and check out Handsome Phantom and LordCarnitas.com. Uh, make sure you head on over and uh, check them out. And if you've enjoyed this show, remember, head on over to iTunes. Give us a subscribe. Leave a review like Ringo Stars did. It helps get the word out about us. Helps us be discoverable, and it is very much appreciated. And uh, next week, I will be joined by Whip Flash from the Super Hype Train. And if you've got any questions for myself or Whip Flash, that's Whip Flash, Whip Flash for next week, <laughs> you can email us, Whip, call Whip, uh, at our new email, it is what it is at 8bit.net. JT, like I said, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you this evening, morning for you. It's, it's been nice watching the sunrise as we've continued our conversation. Yeah, cheers. That was great. I'm so, I'm so happy. And and uh, get me on again in the near future, like you know, Absolutely. when we're both famous. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, <laughs> absolutely, I will. Well, until next time, my friends, it is what it is. <laughs>